black people don't read. Black Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome back to Inspire Reads with Inspire Entertainment. I'm your host, Mohammed, joined by my co-host, Shamaki. We're back here for another episode today, which is actually episode eight, two months in. Oh, God man, round, damn, of, God round damn. of applause. <laughs> did, you, did you think about it before you came? What? No. Was, was it eight? Two months. I always oh. I knew it was episode eight, but I forgot. Yeah, two that months. Two months. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty good. Like every, every week, we last two months, we've released an episode. And on time. And we've been reading. <laughs> and we've been which reading. Is different. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, different, well, for you, I haven't been reading. I'm thinking, I haven't I've been never re- been in a position where I've read back to back, back to back for four weeks. Yeah, like I weeks. Since, since, I'd say it's early secondary school, to be honest. Damn. Yeah, boy, that college, yeah, actually, that college I don't time wasn't. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exaggerated. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. That college and you in terms of just ignorance. <laughs> But yeah, we're back in the cafe we were in for episode four, I think. Three. Three. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. Three. Yeah. So you're going to hear the bakery line again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're back in the cafe um, and we've got a few things to talk about this week. So yeah. What did we do this week, Schmarky? We had a performance on, uh, what was it, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, just why I'm event. So you remember, you remember last week's guest, Anate, um, who's a poet. We 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 went to his event that he that was he that he was hosting. Um, the event was great. The hosting was amazing. For like first time, I like I really I really gave props to Anate and his his co-hosts. They were they actually impeccable. Like yeah. like the jokes were good. The the way like every now and then something seemed like it might go wrong a little bit, but then they really, they smoothed it out a bit. Like yeah. that's that's a real skill. No, it was like hands down the best. Um, Event you've been Poetry, to? Yeah, so event yeah, I've been to. Been like, it's the second one that I've been to, but <laughs> I think it's like my third one. Yeah, so third, fourth one. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing about poetry events is like you get all these different poets and you get all these headliners. You don't know what to expect, and we knew some. We knew some of the headliners from like the social media, and yeah, uh, I had some. I had my opinions on them, and most of them surprised me. Like it pleasantly surprised me. I thought they were very good, and. Um, then uh, the, we also there were also ten open mic performers. So open mic, if you don't know, is when um, there's a platform like a event like this where they allow new poet, new poets or any just random anyone random to come and perform wherever they like. As, uh, but obviously something sensible. That's not too much. Like, <laughs> something like get everyone arrested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, we were one of the open mic performers. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, that's the thing. We, this is like we haven't like us as a duo. We, we've written two po- we've written like two poems together. I'd say, and then the one that the other one was the one that I wrote. Yeah, and this one, yeah, <laughs> we literally we didn't write it until the day of the performance. Like we were just too busy. Like yeah. every single day, like yeah, let's go, let's go, let's meet up, let's write, and we never ended up doing it. We didn't rehearse it, nothing. It was we just like, like forget rehearsing. Like we we finished writing it. <laughs> 20 I'd say I'd say like we didn't even finish writing it 20 minutes before the event we, we were still we went into the event still yeah, writing yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we went and into the event yeah we went into the event like trying to figure out the ending and how we we're gonna put it on like uh, like uh, in the stage and uh, yeah it was mad <laughs> <laughs> so there was about 80 people there and yeah it was the first time we were ever performing uh, for me first time ever in front of audience apart from like university presentations and stuff mm. 
and uh, you know it's funny like the day before the event I was, I was like having a word my language at work <laughs> like, about you, what? just like basically at work there's, there's a lot there's this re- it's really interesting like they have this like personal development thing like every year yeah. every qu- three quarters they have a review of how you're doing um, what level, like how you can achieve the next level like how you can keep on improving in it which I think is really good yeah and uh, yeah, hit me up if you want to know any more information yeah and uh, he was talking about like potentially like they, they have work events as well I, I don't know remember I, I like sent a couple snaps like last time was the Oval remember the Kia Oval oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. yeah they have they have a couple of events where there's like big speakers like big guys from the tech industry okay and like they have they also have keynote speakers there which is lightning they call it lightning talks and that's when someone comes in and they talk about what they're working on and they, they're, they're given like three minutes to talk and it could be anyone like whoever, whoever wants to volunteer that talk basically okay what yeah. from like the department yeah okay uh, but it's like there's loads of people in this one like maybe a thousand people to have to that event and what did they talk about something <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. why are you releasing my <laughs> why are you releasing my information <laughs> i'm gonna beep that out <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna have to edit that <laughs> he just re- he just revealed my workplace <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I work in technology and like I work in digital and technology. So there's a lot of like tech heads and like the next <coughs> next big thing that's gonna happen in tech. Yeah. There's like a in, you get an insight into that, you know. And they have, they have these lightning talks, and then my manager was like suggesting to me, why don't you do one of these lightning talks? Mm. And he's like, yeah, you build up your confidence, and uh, maybe uh, like if you build up your confidence, then you can start doing more of these talks, and you can become more known as a figure in technology. Yeah. 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 And then I was just there smiling in the back of my head, like little does he know that I go performance tomorrow. But <laughs> I'm totally unprepared for. <laughs> I was like, boy, let me get out of this me. <laughs> I need to wreck. <laughs> and then yeah, then we we come on the day. Shamaki here is working. <laughs> yeah, so it was an early morning shift as well. Yeah, and I was tired as hell. And I remember, you know, what was funny when I was working. I was like, oh man, we need to finish this poem. <laughs> but I thought it was the next day and I was like yo it's today <laughs> luckily <started> yeah. Tripping. <laughs> yeah we had nothing ready literally four lines I'd say four lines at all uh, um, the day before we tried to write a bit but we just couldn't get around to it like, like we, our heads just weren't in it you know and uh, the idea itself was one that was really tricky to, to try and come up with a piece and that's another thing we'll talk about a bit later on in the performance but yeah so um, we ended up like Shamaki, uh, no, we wrote a few, like, wrote a couple of lines the day before, and then uh, Shamaki, in his free time, he managed to, like, sort out the story of the, the he, sort out, he, he sort of, like, ordered the story of the of the piece that we wanted to do, so, like, all of our pieces, we try and make them into a little story to make it interesting, you know, and uh, he sorted he out the order of the story and, like, the concept behind it, and then, yeah, the, that day, I got up early, uh, on the day of the performance, I, I started trying to write, and yeah, it was a struggle. <laughs> it was an absolute struggle, and then I ended up like leaving out the ending. And I couldn't think of an ending, and then we met up around five, and the event was like around seven. We were just there trying to figure out what to what to do, and then uh, Sid, who we mentioned in the call before, in the eight previous episode, we mentioned in this guy a lot. Yeah, he called us and he was like giving us tips on what to do, yeah. and he was suggesting 
doing the pieces that we've done before that we're familiar with yeah and i was like yeah, I'm, I'm not even that familiar with them like <laughs> even when we were making the videos i was still i was like reading off my phone i was still struggling <laughs> so I, I had totally forgotten this and for me that the piece that i was writing that day was was kind of fresh in my mind and i also wanted to do i wanted the challenge of of doing something fresh and i, I just really didn't want to do the old pieces man I, i'm just sick of them i'm not gonna lie uh, and yeah you know, you know what it is. It's like if you repeat your own, if you ha have your own piece and you hear it over and over again, I think you get sick of it. We heard it so much. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Oh, yeah. When other people were like, yo, we, we like that video, man. The, the story was really good, and they start playing it in front of us, and we're just like, ah, <laughs> just cringing like so hard, you know. And then uh, yeah, so Sid called us and he gave us, he was giving us advice, which was really helpful, and we took it on board. But I was like, I was just stubborn. I was like, yo, we're doing this. I don't care if it's ready or not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're doing this. I don't care if it's ready or not. If if we got to read off our phones, we'll read off our phones, in it. And that's what we, that's what we ended up doing. Um, but yeah, we go up. We go up to the event. I remember the host tells us uh, we we're going to be second because some of the, the acts haven't arrived. <laughs> he said we might even be first. Yeah. Yeah. So we were. I think we were both kind of relieved because we wanted to like just get out of and relax for the rest of the evening. Yeah, and then that's the only way. You, well, if you're performing, especially for your first time, you've yeah. always got the performance on the back of your mind, so yeah. you can't really enjoy the event. Yeah, exactly. So if you do it first, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's that's it, done. And then now let me enjoy the, the thing. Yeah. And then, um, like, the, the performance started arriving, and then uh, every time someone got called up, we were like, oh, it's us, come back. Yeah. I was ready to stand up, and <laughs> I was straight in my collar. I was... <laughs> Making sure my shoes are tied properly, I'll was, I was, I was do all sorts like getting that, you know, that, that yeah. spray, the, the mint spray out. Oh gosh, what in the mouth? <laughs> <Yeah>, in the mouth. <laughs> I was making sure I'm ready every time, and then it just kept on going. The event was meant to finish at 9 30, and then it ended up, we ended up performing at 10 30 ish. Yeah. yeah, the thing was, I remember like. Um, at 9.30, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's it, we're not performing. Like, I was know, still like, sure that we were going to perform. You know, I, I was, I, so that, it was completely on my mind. I was like, okay, let me enjoy you know, the rest of the show. And, yeah. and then it obviously went on very well. And then it was like, I think he was waiting for Tommy or something to come. Tommy mm -hmm. To the main headliner, yeah. Yeah. And then um, then, there was, then they called out that there's going to be more open mic people. Yeah, the last couple of open mic people. Yeah. Yeah, I knew, I was like, yeah, that's uh, us, we're up. <laughs> and at then, that point, I was so drained. <laughs> and yeah, this guy, worked, he worked in it, so he was knackered in it. And I, me, myself, I was going up with a bit of a headache, yeah, but um, the thing is, how do you feel, like, like waiting for the our time to come up? No, I'll tell you, this, so, tell you? so initially, yeah. right, at the beginning, I was like, all right, cool. You know, there was, I had energy and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I was we, the opposite we, we do it first, blah, blah, blah. And then as the show went on, like, yeah, I started getting faded. weary, like, you, you getting guys, tired. You guys should see the picture. <laughs> and then, and then it was we're like not, we're not gonna let you see them. But. It was like nice. It was like nine seventeen at nine thirty, and I'm thinking, all right, we're definitely not performing. Nine seventeen and nine thirty. Yeah, yeah. specific I kept times. At the time, that's yeah. when I looked. That's when I had the mental note in yeah, yeah. at the time. And I was like, okay, um, I guess there's no more open mics. And at that point, like, I literally put my phone away. Uh, you packed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> he packed up mentally. Yeah, packed up <laughs> like, mentally, innit? and then I was, I was just like, you know, dozing in and out. And then there was, there was uh, one brother as well, you know, and I was very, very passionate. Yeah, brother plus. Yeah, he was the one that woke me up again. <laughs> um, and you got then, you hyped. Yeah, and I was like, this, oh, okay. And then. Uh, 
then it was like, okay, now I'm Muhammad and Shamaki. I was like, uh, at that point, uh, I had no energy to a, do it. It was the last arrow in the back. It, it, was just it, like, it uh, took you to your knees. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, imagine like me, the way I felt during the whole event. Like in the beginning, I was, I wasn't nervous, but I was like so anxious. Mm. I was shaking. I'm not you were joking. calmer than me. No, nah, I was calm. Like, well, on the this is the thing. No, no, no. In the beginning. I was so anxious. I thought we were gonna go first, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was so anxious. I was, I was, I was actually shaking. My leg, yeah, my leg was going like this. Was yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was looking at my leg. Yo, chill. Like, <laughs> what like you mentally, doing? <laughs> mentally, I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty cool right now. I'm just seeing my leg just going. <laughs> I see my leg tap dancing, <laughs> going happy feet and everything. And then you the guy, to... the guy next to me, I, I, was, I was like, yo, this guy sees me. <laughs> We were all sitting down in it, it was like seats, innit? And then, uh, I was literally, my leg was shaking, I'm not even joking. Like, you try to get up casually, but you start wobbling. Wobbling <laughs> <laughs> left so right. Mr. Bean, like, yo man, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally shaking, I'm not even joking, because I'm, I'm terrible with, with in, in probably, like, put me in front of five people and start, start, I'll, I'll crumble. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it's something that, that I, um, that's like me in the past anyway, but it's something I've worked on improving and I, my confidence already has built up a lot. So now, uh, like when we approached the event, I was like, yo, I have to do this for my own confidence, innit? Because even if it goes well or not, I just want to ha- know that I was able to go up there. And whether the piece is crap or not, uh, I'm happy in it at the end of the day. Yeah. Which is what happened, innit? But <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, I was literally shaking. I'm not even joking. And then, as people, this is the thing, that's the good thing that, that happened. Yeah. As people kept on going up, I started noticing that some of the other performers were nervous as well. Mm. Even the headliners, they were nervous. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, you know what I mean? Like he was talking about how nervous he was, and he's like, he's, he's done the events there. Yeah. yeah, he's done it in front of loads of people. And then uh, I was seeing people read off their phones, and that kind of gave me the confidence. I was like, yeah, it's actually going to be calm, isn't it? And then, yeah, we finally got called up. <laughs> and we absolutely crumbled. <laughs> I think I was all right. <laughs> so we just ended up literally reading from our phones. And the piece wasn't finished, yeah. It was, it, it was barely finished. Normally, with our pieces, we'd refine it, we'd take some things out. Yeah. But this one was literally like, just, we just there threw everything in. There was no time for that, and it was yeah. just like, I even remember as we were sitting down, yeah, we I was like, just like, I was like editing it. Yeah. We've got the, the, you know, we use Google Docs, and yeah, you can see the other person editing. And I'm seeing him frantically changing words, going about <laughs> up and down. And then I was doing like the same thing as well. And then we go up there. And you know, obviously, you've got your side, yeah. my side, it was completely so. This shocking. is the thing the piece was based on the education system, yeah. And uh, here's another thing I'll add the thing, but yeah, the piece was based on the education system and like issues that students and teachers face alike. And we were going to do it in a nice story way. And if we'd done it properly, I think it would have banged. Like, if we, if we took our time and rehearsed and prepared and we, a, we fine tuned the piece, concept as well, yeah. the concept is great. And we plan on making a video about it soon and a documentary as well. But yeah, uh, I was playing a teacher and he was playing a student. And me, my, my dumb ass, <laughs> I came to the event just like a teacher, man. <laughs> I fully backed the same. I, I came up dressed like a teacher the whole night. I'm there with, I'm, I'm there with a cardigan, a shirt and tie. The whole lot of smart, smart shoes. Truck, smart, <laughs> like, I was just like, I was good for an interview or something. Like. And then uh, I'm like the only guy. I, like the moment I walked in, I just regret. I was like, "Why am I wearing this?" <laughs> I was like, "Why am I wearing this?" Like, cause it would have made sense if I wore it and we were fully prepared. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it would have like direct, it would have added more to the message. Yeah. But I just wore it for the sake of it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's gonna be alright. <laughs> 
And yeah, I, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there, dressed as a teacher in front of all these people. <laughs> that was like the most embarrassing thing for me. Like the performance wasn't even that bad. <laughs> the performance wasn't even that bad, honestly. Like so, yeah. I started reading out my part, but this is the thing. Normally, we'll sit down together and we'll write together, but this time, I, Shimaki and I agreed on the concept of the thing, and then he wrote out the main key points of the concept. Which we all we both agreed on, and then uh, the actual writing itself, because Shimaki was busy, I ended up I ended up doing the majority of it. So yeah, he he and didn't know exactly what. Finished it when I finished work, and then it was like, oh yeah, and I was like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And it's it's just mad because that's like the first time it's ever happened that way, and it's like, because because I was like mad busy, and then he had to. The, what would you have done if I, do the if I came if, up with nothing? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's how I'm mad at it. <laughs> like, literally, if you came up with nothing, we would have just know. walked in there. I know, I know. You know I mean? It could have been worse. Imagine if like our phones switched off and yeah. we just ran out of battery. Yo, our, our batteries were low. Like, yeah, my mom was in 20%. <laughs> I was seeing that saying. <laughs> it was a noise it makes. It could have been. No, so in the middle bad. of the performance, you just see the battery thing go, <laughs> plug me in. <laughs> I was about to say, yo, anyone got a bug? Oh my gosh, yeah, it was so mad. I feel like that was probably in terms of how to prepare, how to perform, <laughs> <laughs> how to write. That was probably the worst of like everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like our first Rock performance, we, we literally got knocked out so much. <laughs> That we, we, and it's good as well because we, we won't ever get to that position again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's better we experienced it on our first time. Yeah, that's why. That's why like after. That's why after I, I was like, I was actually so happy we done. It. I was actually glad we done. It. I, I I went over buzzing. But even the next morning, I was like, yo, I actually did that. From, like, I actually came. I actually had the nerve to go on the stage with the unfinished, unfinished piece, mm. and that we had not memorized at all. Like, literally, we were reading off our phones the whole time. And then, um, like I said, I was more familiar with what I, what I had written, and Shamaki wasn't. So he, he he missed a few lines, and he had to start again a few times. And I, I couldn't even back him up because if if I like if I took, if I went to my part, it would have it would have made no sense in the story. So I felt I felt, I felt kind of bad. For him. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, words I could easily say. Yeah. Just like tripping up on. Do you think you were nervous? Huh? Were you nervous? Though I was I was nervous, but mm. as well as like. I was, I don't know, like mentally, I felt drained. Yeah. No, I don't want to use that as the main excuse, innit? It's not an excuse, but it happens, man. It's because it's like, like words are like purpose. Like, I could easily say that. Nah, yeah. nah, like 10 out of 10, <laughs> innit? Don't know what I'm saying. Nah, nah, you out of 10. Purple, but I was just like, yeah. And then I had to start again, and then it was just after that, when you start again, it's just like, ah. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? This is yeah. the thing, for me, it's like I wonder how I would have done if I had memorized all of it because for me, the phone helped us a lot in that we didn't have to look at the audience much. Mm. Um, and I wonder if I had memorized all of it and I had looked at the audience, I wonder how how confident I would have been. Yeah, I feel like with me on the phone, I felt disconnected. Yeah. Like I felt like, it's like I you're was reciting in a bubble. Of, yeah. a, a audio I was book. literally it was literally a recital. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the way it was. And then um, <laughs> a recital in front of like, eighty yeah, people or something. Front of, and they're just like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through I'm like, I'll even get in what we're talking about. Yeah. Like you know, but if we memorized it then it would have been like if you memorized looked it. at them and then looked at each other like back and forth type of like, it would have been more of a performance yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
because like I was staring at my phone, looked at you once or twice after I was done with my piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you like you did your bit. Like, it got to a point where I didn't even know how you performed. That's how much I was looking <laughs> at my phone. I only heard your voice. <laughs> I was calmer than I expected. I was actually so calm. Like when I was actually reading, uh, I didn't I didn't crumble too much. I was I was calm with it. But in terms of performance as a duo, <laughs> we are terrible. <laughs> and that like it took away from the message of the thing. And also the the poem was too long in terms of like uh, normally we'd cut out some things and fine tune some things and make the rhymes a bit more clever. But yeah, it was just drawn out, so it kind of took away from the message. And then after I asked to annotate the host to give me, to give us critique, and he absolutely blasted us. And that's exactly what we needed, yeah, you know. That's what you need. And that's exactly what we needed, and, and I appreciate him for that. So yeah, overall, I was pleased that we did it. I'm not, I don't regret. Do you regret? I don't regret that we did it, <laughs> but I wasn't as happy when we were done. <laughs> he was I, he I was mortified. Like, I, I sat down on a chair and I was like, yeah. Yeah, luckily you're the last performance. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Tommy and saved the yeah, show. The main headliner saved the show for real. Like, if they if we are the last people and like that was it, then I think people will be like, yo, I'm not coming back again. People will be like, okay, what a way to end it. <laughs> I think if people were lost, I would just marched out of the door like straight. Just I left my bag, everything. <laughs> Just somehow find my way home at 3am walking on April 6th. <laughs> but yeah, that was the performance and I don't regret it at all to be honest. Um, and in terms of advice and things that we learned from it, I think it was very clear. You need to be prepared. Yeah, I mean, that's like... That's you need to be prepared given, for anything. But also, even if you're not prepared, like just, just jump out of your comfort zone like we did and, and do it. And you might regret it, but then again, it's the experience, you know. And I feel like next time we go on it, we'll kill it because we know that we're good but we just need to execute the preparation and the performance and practice a bit more so yeah I enjoyed it man and I'm still buzzing from it I'm not gonna lie oh really? yeah I'm buzzing man I forgot about it because like I said I used used to be terrible with like I'm telling you if you put me in front of five people and you ask me to talk about you ask me my name (laughs) I would have been thinking about it (laughs) in terms of like speaking and like public speaking and stuff like that yeah if i know what i'm on about and and i know what i'm saying then mm. like i'm completely different to what it was that night in it mm. that night it was just like oh what's, what's the next line again and then it's this and then it's that but if it's something where like you're prepared yeah i'm prepared and i know what i'm talking about obviously you get the nerves but then once you get into it yeah then then it's calm yeah well for me yeah literally like midway through the piece uh, both of us were in the we were just like oh my god you don't want to do this no more but i just kept up the pace i was, <laughs> I was like we're doing this so we're finishing it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm glad you've done it man. and yeah like i said jump out of your comfort zone try it try it and I, I, I'm happy I did it and the only way is up from here to be honest so yeah uh, I think we're going to keep on going to open max and keep on practicing and coming up with new bangers hopefully but yeah uh, this is the thing imagine like one of my goals for 2018 was to perform four times and this is already this is already one performance in January so I think I can do, I can do like 10 times man. I, I'm ready to go again <laughs> I don't even mind doing the same thing <laughs> I'm ready to go again just for, just for my confidence personally 
And I think uh, in terms of like building character and your confidence, I, I think you should try these kind of things. Like just challenge yourself and do things that you wouldn't normally do. And just like don't worry too much about what people think because then you won't progress at all. And yeah, I think that concludes our, our little performance piece. Um, yeah. Oh, let's perform it. Perform it right now. <laughs> right. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, like earlier in the day I was thinking uh, I think we should like bang out the writing right now and, and like clean it out like make sure it's fine tuned so um, we make the actual video is on point it's like the best thing we've ever done I think that's, that's the plan but we're also planning on doing a documentary so um, this is a heads up if, if you are a teacher or a student or anyone that is associated with the school hit us up because we want to interview you we want to Sorry, we'll, don't forget, we're in a cafe, yeah, so yeah. if you hear any background noise, well, you are hearing background noise, just deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, we're not going to be like this every week. Um, we were meant to record yesterday, today's Monday, um, we were meant to record yesterday, but neither of us were feeling w well that day, and yeah, we couldn't turn up to the location. But today we're here, and the video is going to be out on a Tuesday, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be, be making a video, a uh, documentary about the education system. Because me, I feel like if you've heard my episode six rant, <laughs> I'm calling it a rant. People, people saying it's a TED talk. But I'm oh, calling it a TED rant. Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you go back to the episode six where I talked about the education system and the failures within it, in terms of the success levels of, of students and the the careers that they want to go into and how most students don't know what they want to go into, um, I feel like the education system has a major part in that. And um, and we're we're gonna try and make a documentary about it and address these issues and get the perspective of all these different people, teachers, students, student, uh, teachers unions, student unions, um, even like board members, maybe inspectors if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. And also talk to different students from different levels and like ask them about the transition from a certain level to another, like GCSEs to A-levels. And then ask them about their experience. And I want to also interview some apprentices, like I said before. I'm actually, an I actually finished an apprenticeship, apprenticeship recently, which I enjoyed. Um, I didn't really enjoy it, but there's a lot of lessons I learned from it, yeah. and there's a lot of benefits I gained from it. So, um, please reach out to us. Um, if you, we have our group account as well. Um, so we have Inspire Entertainment on Twitter, Instagram, and we also have our personal accounts on Twitter and Instagram as well on Facebook. And um, yeah, Inspire Entertainment's on Facebook as well. We'll put all those in the description. So just reach us out, reach out to us, and um, if you've got any idea. Uh, if you've got any information, just hit us up and we'll work with you. And yeah, we'll make a great documentary soon. Hopefully that will help the education system in a, in a positive way. Even if it helps one person, I'll be happy, in my opinion. Um, so, on to the next uh, thing. So, normally we have a challenge section. But I think we're running over time, so I just came up with one question. Um, and I was just thinking about it the other day. I was listening to a podcast called Mind Heist. It's a very good podcast. Um, they talk about all these different... Uh, me and Shamaki were making fun of this earlier. We were like, every single podcast seems to uh, say that they talk about the lesser talked about issues in society. Yeah. Like every single podcast says every, that. Like every single podcast is. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, we're gonna talk about the issues in society that no one talks about, <laughs> and then everyone's talking about that yeah. issue. Uh, the the thing that I don't have a problem with people doing that. The only yeah, problem that I do have is the fact that if everyone's talking about it like who's actually going to do something about it because yeah, unless something happens then it's going to be a thing which everyone just talks about exactly I mean? um so like that's a more of my actions if, what do i do yeah if someone if someone like 
wants to do a podcast about the issues that everyone that no one talks about, right? <laughs> then the Unless way issues. then the way that sh- they should do it is that before they even do the podcast, they should like write down like Research. twenty episodes of different things like in the community, this and that. Yeah, don't tell them how to do their job on Jack and Martin. Nah, and then <laughs> and then in those twenty episodes, they go out and they actually like speak with people in there, like you know a bit like that serial. Um, yeah, where she actually goes out so to speak to uh, like people and interview them, and which Cyril is basically another podcast which is about crime. Uh, is it about crime? Yeah. Well, the first season's. About I don't know if it's fiction crime. or non-fiction. I'm not even joking. Really? Uh, I do. I think it's real. I think. Why wouldn't it be real? Yo, I'm just because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, yo, if this was like if this was fiction, like this is amazing, right? <laughs> I'm not even joking. But yeah. Yeah, but so the point I'm saying is, it's like just she, investigate is what you're saying. Research. Out, yeah, she goes out. She investigates. She she does her research, and then she, well, she doesn't provide solutions, but she just provides different sides of the argument. No, she works hard to build up the, the pieces of the puzzle. That's why. So, for example, if we put it, if we put an example into this, like, let's say your first episode is about, um, let's say okay, let's say the education system, yeah. right? And before you like conclude or, or make the podcast where you just sit down and talk about it, to actually like go out, speak to teachers, do something, and then come up with a solution, and then make that into like a whole show, yeah, and then put that on there. So then it's more than just someone talking about it. It's actually someone who's tried. Whether you failed or not, you're gonna show people that look, I did this, I did that, I didn't fail, which can inspire someone else to actually exactly. go out and try something. Exactly. Or if like you're talking about creatives in like our community um like actually go to someone who is a creative and someone who is actually trying to break through and then provide solutions on which way that that person's taking and which way which other people can do it rather than uh, just just talking about it mm. so that was that was basically my feelings on um because i had a lot of people have told me yeah i want to start a podcast where i talk about things which no one talks about and I'm like, people are talking about that. Yeah. You know, everyone's talking yeah, about yeah. that. But the question is, what would make you different? You I know? think, yeah, it's all about personality at the end of the day. It is we're about not claiming to be. We're not claiming to be personality. No, we're, not, we're not claiming to be the but best that's our opinion. But what, what I'm saying is, it's like, it's more beneficial to, to like, actually see, like, to try the things that you are talking about. Mm. Um, and then give people the perspective that way. It's like someone could talk about the war in Syria all day long. But then someone who's actually in the war of Syria and they're talking about experiences like where a chemical bomb drops and uh, they have to think about whether to take this body here who's dying and risk their own lives or just leave that body and save themselves. You know, things like that stuff, which are more like first person can have more of an effect on people than just losing over like problems and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so that was basically my view on, on that. Where, where did that come from? Huh? Where did that come from? Yeah, I come from, came from my heart. That's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so, so I got a, yeah. I, I, I was going about. I was going. I was going to. I was about to go into our discussion. So, normally we have a challenge segment, but I've decided I'm going to call it deep thinking. Oh, damn, you like, changed it like three times. Oh, like, you can't let some whack names. Then it was, what was the other one? Food for thought. Oh, hey, that's the one right there. That, <laughs> that was actually ding, ding, ding. Uh, that was actually originally the name for our podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 
forgot. You forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so we're gonna go to food for thought then. The food for thought section. Mm. What was it called last week? Challenge. Yeah, nah, it was like some thinking thing. It was like something deep. Uh, deep for, for, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was well, deep I, questions, deep questions or something. Something like that. And then I remember you was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know why we call it challenges. <laughs> I was like, what? Because every week is not like a challenge. It's like it's just something that will make you think a little bit. That's the yeah. plan. So yeah, stick, food for yeah. thought is going to stick. That's it. Right. So welcome Watch to food for thought. Next week when you say back to challenges. <laughs> uh, welcome to food for thought. This is the new segment that we've been doing for the last four episodes. <laughs> So, um, today's little thing that I had was, yeah, I was listening to a podcast, that's where Shimonki's point came from, um, called Mind Heist, and yeah, they talk about issues that a lot of people talk about. I'm joking, I'm joking. I don't want anyone to like start thinking, uh, I'm hating on other podcasts. You're hater, boy, we all know already. I'm not hating, I'm just saying, saying especially for those that are coming up, those that are new, um, and they want to be different or they want to innovate the game than to actually try and do it in that form rather than just speaking about the society the topics and nah man do what you want do what you want just be original about it that's all yeah that's what i'm saying that is original i'm just saying like you sound like hey right now I'm man. Hating. you hating on me right now <laughs> i'm just saying like, that was just the point is it's actually more of a Suggestion. I'm to, joking. To I agree. That are doing I agree. Right now, anyway. Yeah. So it was all ingesting. Don't worry about it. Man. I believe. <laughs> but yeah, food for thought. So I was listening to a podcast called Mind Heist, and they actually talk about. They don't talk about issues. They talk about doing things, and they propose. They propose solutions mm. every episode, and I, I really read. They were talking about. I was listening to the first, second episode, I think, and they were talking about business. And how to go about your business in terms of setting up business, like mm. how young people um, go about doing things, and how most businesses fall off, fall off within a year. They're talking about how to make it successful and their experiences and things like that. Okay. Um, particularly from an Islamic stand, uh, standpoint, uh, and yeah, I found it really interesting. And they're very well spoken, and they articulate and they address issues in a way that uh, that really hits the point. It doesn't gloss over it. It doesn't mm. go around it. It doesn't like make you think about it and then, oh, now I got to think of uh, now I got to think of a solution. Why can't they just give it to me on a plate? Yeah, they give it to you on a plate, literally. <laughs> but that's what you want, man. Yeah, that is what you want. Because they make you think and then they give you the food on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta tease me, bro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then uh, I was listening to it and they were talking about how nowadays most people they're fed visually or audio visually. So every website you go to. Remember how websites back in the day used to be just like text, and uh, you see like one dead com- like picture. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was just blocks of text, blocks of text. Like every now and then, when you're researching for uni, you come across them old uni websites that, like you know what I'm talking about. You know, you come across them old uni websites that have an article that's actually quite useful, but it just bothers to look at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so most of those, um, most of those websites and all the other content like magazines and stuff, there wasn't a lot of pictures. Um, but nowadays everything's like vi- like visual or like everyone's a photographer these days everyone's a videographer these days everyone's on YouTube yeah. it, it, video is being fed into our minds from a young age bro I saw that my I was speaking to a friend the other day about this I, I brought up a little Snapchat post of my little brother watching a, some, some toy show on YouTube okay. where they had oh, yeah, 3.9 yeah, yeah, million yeah, subscribers yeah. and I was like yo 
I'm, I'm done with this yeah. fine entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying some toys right now. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to August. <laughs> I'm going to actually pick something out from the catalogue this time. I'm not just what look at it. Do? He just um, boxed his it toys. Was, nah, it was oh. a woman literally. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. She had a few toys, like like action, not even action figures. It's like Batman. No, it's like superhero mm. labeled toys, like boats and stuff. Yeah. Like Spider Man's face on it. She and she's on in a plane in a bath oh. in a bathtub. Like you know, it's, it's a boat in it. So make it realistic. Yeah. This guy's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And my little three-year-old brother is there watching. I saw him before the video started. I saw him. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him see an ad and click skip on that. <laughs> he knows. Bro, he even installed ad block. <laughs> I saw him click on that, skip on that ad so quick. I was like, yo, how did he do that? Oh. The skip ad button didn't even come up yet. <laughs> I was like, what did he do that? And I was like, yo, why are you watching this? And he's like, because I like it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, they have 3.9 million subscribers. What are kids doing? But yeah, like I said, from a young age. Oh, kids. Like, yo, 3.9 million subscribers. Yeah, I know. Like, I think we should make a toy, a toy, a toy podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll call that challenges. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, kids these days they're getting fed like visual, visual, visual stuff from a young age, visual information. A lot of them are actually intelligent. Like you speak to a little kid, like my, my little three year old brother can hold a conversation. Like he can hold it down, yeah. And, and then uh, he and he can switch up into different languages. Well. And I'm I'm always impressed. I'm like yo. And then he does something annoying. I'm just like oh, God. Uh, so I'm slapping he's my still a kid. Yeah. <laughs> when do you grow up? <laughs> but yeah. It's like that's not the point Einstein was trying to make. <laughs> Like getting my carrots. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Whatever so children eat. So everyone's getting fed visual information these days. It's everywhere. You, you see bus adverts these days. They're not. They're not. They're not uh, stationary anymore. They're moving. Yeah. Um, so they were talking about that, and they're talking about how you go on a website and you see the moment you click on the website is like some kind of video pops up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I started thinking like, how does this? Because then they reflected it on like the amount of people that are reading things. There's less and less people reading. I don't know. It's, it's a debatable point because I was on the train earlier and then I saw about ten people just on the Kindle, like just right in front of me. Um, that's the thing. Most of them are like working, like middle class white people. To be honest, you don't see a lot of other um, levels of society, like people from different like levels of society reading through. And I was, I'll give my cousin the idea as well. Like I'm going off a tangent here, but I'll get back to my original oh my point. God, where are you, where are we going? Yeah, <laughs> taking me on the journey. I'm taking, I'm taking on the big line. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was like arguing my cousin the other day, and he uh, he, he was talking about because uh, he he addressed the challenge that we we done like last week I think about how young black men aren't reading that much, and then uh, he gave his opinion on it, and I was like, yo, that's a very uh, that's a like that opinion on it was very like middle class. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, you're not really stepping into the shoes of these younger like people, and. Uh, we we do it. We debated on it a little bit, and but I agreed on his point in that these uh, working class, uh, these middle class people, um, the fact that they've got that stability in their lives, and so most of them are set up in such a way, mm. they have a lot of stability in their lives, so they can start concentrating on the arts and other creative things, like and they go to the theatre and all those things. Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. stability behind them, you know. They, so they don't need to, they don't need to they, like about they don't need to worry about anything else, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or being mugged when you go home. Exactly. So he he gave that point, and I I totally agreed. And now nah, I forgot what my original point. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, you don't see a lot of other backgrounds reading a lot, and yeah, I, I agreed with my cousin's point on that. 
and then um, the my, the people on the podcast again called Manhas, they were saying like, yeah, less and less of people are reading, and more people, more and more people are, are getting fed with video information. So I was thinking, imagine like you see how the cinema industry and TV shows they all they're all driven by books when you think about it. All these artists, uh, all these writers, all these films, a lot of them are written by someone, and then it gets made into a film by some kind of mm. producer or director, and then uh, the film gets made. And then I started thinking about it like nowadays you don't see a lot of films that are memorable, you know. Mm. You don't see a lot of shows that you you watch and then you, 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 you it captivates your attention like that, you know. And I was thinking, does that relate to books and the fact that less people are reading, uh, less writers are probably. I wouldn't say that's right. That's just the wild statistic I'm pulling out. Like, less people seem to be reading. So in the future, will, will the quality of the cinema industry and all these other in, like all these other industries that 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 relate to that, like TVs and uh, TV shows and stuff, will that originality and creativity drop? Because in my opinion, it already has. Like, mm. there's very few shows and things that can keep my attention, and that's why I turned the podcast. Like, I, I started listening to podcasts a bit more. I found like there's a whole other, yeah, and it's all about storytelling and, and personalities. Yeah. And now it's like, especially nowadays, um, with podcasts and stuff, they're coming back. Yeah. Uh, like voice, like audibles. Like before podcasts weren't that big, it was just like something that was about, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, think, I feel like with in terms of media, there's always this cycle that, that keeps coming around. Um, sometimes the books have it, sometimes um, the visuals have it, sometimes the audio have it. Um, in terms of like the books, the reason why um like a lot of movies and stuff are taking their point like inspiration from the books is because that the books uh, have like unlimited ability to do whatever they want yeah like uh, a good point that george r r martin the guy who wrote game of thrones made was initially when he was coming up with the concept it was like he could do it as a film as a movie or like a show or like a book and then he worked in the television industry before and they basically and some of the stuff that he wanted to do they'll be like yeah we can't do this there's too many people safety all of this like points but then he was like on a book i could write about a 700 foot wall yeah and no one could say anything yeah you know what i mean she did huh <laughs> which he did he wrote about a wall yeah which he did oh i thought he yeah. said which she did and i was like who's she um and then yeah, so he, he, he basically had the ability to write and do whatever. Like, on a book, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah. Whereas a movie, you think about doing these things, but you're always constricted. Mm-hmm. There's always, like, something that's holding you back. So now... For example? For example, um, for example, like, like what he was going on about. Like, if you want to... target audience, meeting, meeting the funds that, like, But before profit. that, there was a lot of nuance between, like, from... The, like the, the, the networks and yeah. then um, like the shows like the budget so many things like whether you're a rich man or, or a poor man you can write a book you know what I mean yeah. like that's all a book requires yeah it just requires a pen and an idea and paper of course right Ooh. but with film there's a lot more. lucky with the, with the knowledge <laughs> <laughs> but with film there's a lot more so obviously people are gonna come back to to like reading books and and reading more so than actually going visually to get ideas like a lot of directors they read more books than they watch films you know what I mean yeah. um, 
because that's like that's the advantage that that books bring mm. over over film and so in terms of your question of um do you feel in the film industry and tv shows are like uh, are gonna are gonna drop off in the future i feel like in terms of they're already sort of i want to say dropping because tv itself like, has dropped off t- they, like tv itself has like that's because like streaming service has taken over. Is, is just like no one goes to cable now. There's like Netflix and all of these. Yeah, things streaming services. Yeah, but that's because it's it's just straight like from creator. Yeah. To like customer. Yeah. Without like middleman. W- yeah, without like timing schedules and yeah. all of these weird things coming in between. Yeah. Which is ne- the same as a, a a book straight to the customer. Like yeah. the person just buys the book. It's easier for the customer to access. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But in terms of creativity, though, if people don't go to books, it, like right now, there isn't, like you said, there isn't that many like shows that are like, wow. Because here's the other thing, yeah. When you Also, when you think about the people writing uh, the films or the scripts for the films, how many of them are represented in different cultures, if you go what I mean? What do you mean? Remember how I said back to the point where the uh, majority of people I see on the trains whatever I'm going is, is like middle class white mm. people yeah reading so how do those people like if they were to write how do they represent other cultures and embody oh, them yeah, into their yeah, books yeah. properly do you know what I mean mm. and how does that then translate into the film industry you get me yeah but that's the, the thing is um, I feel like I'm getting a lot of points from George R. Martin but it's because he gives good ones still guy yeah, yeah he, gave, he gave another point which means someone asked him like it was I a like you sleep and his voice is just <laughs> someone asked him like it was a black guy he's like how come you don't have like black people on he was talking about Game of Thrones and, yeah. and he was basically talking about how um, the, that he's a white man Yeah. so he he just makes things about he doesn't what he do relates to yeah what he relates to exactly so the question here is are there black men that are making characters and, and like, doing it well one not just that what i'm saying is will they make the hero in their books a black man yeah the moment you start making a hero a black man like when we grew up who were like black superheroes so i was about to come to that point like we didn't have no black superheroes. So we had like no one to relate to other than white guys so yeah. even when i'm writing like stories or novels or whatnot yeah my main protagonist it's is a white guy you know what I mean, you're just way inside man you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like and until i say to myself no i'm gonna make it um a black guy yeah and then it still st- it starts being forced doesn't and it? then it's just like yeah because that's Jamal. the thing it's, it's <laughs> that's, my, that's my main character for yeah. my book <laughs> yeah but that's the thing um to, and the more people do that because right now we don't have like black people that are black authors that are major yeah. or like black characters in yeah. any industry that are major yeah. the only That's black the people that we have major are like those in the entertainment industry or those like that athletes yeah athletes I mean? as well so for every young child they're like oh look Romans. at that black guy who's successful mm. like the most successful black people are in the entertainment industry yeah. or athletes you know what I mean? Like they look at LeBron James and they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like a basketball." That's a whole another conversation. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. But that's what. Um, so but to tie that back in, it's it's about if we like for black people to start reading, is if black people put themselves in there. You know what I mean? Like if they write about black 
um, like characters and make them the heroes and there are a lot of black authors come up and stuff like that and then the young children that are black if they're given <laughs> young children that are black <laughs> but if, if they're given then books and then they they see heroes that are the same hue as them and and they start and, Huge, <laughs> bloody, <yeah. laughs> and they're inspired by them yeah then obviously they'll want to be like that person here's one thing i was, I was gonna mention black panther mm. you see how it's coming out and the amount that like the, the, the hype that it's getting from the black from community, the black community yeah. is amazing that's probably i think it's the like first time like, exactly like so down. why can't we have more that's what, that's what that's that's my point and honestly if this fails if it's not a good quality from Harmony, so I'm gonna be so disappointed. Man. I doubt it's gonna be. Good. Everyone's saying that they're they're gonna back it, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, that's the only are, way. Are you gonna back it? Huh? Whether it's good or bad? Yeah, you're you gonna have to. Have to yeah, you have to. It's the only way. Like, it looks good. So what? It looks mm-hmm. good, but the hype train is is, that is, is mad. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, I think the hype train might kill it. Will it win anything though? It might hit itself. Actually, I can't say that. No, nah, I think it looks good because the amount of money that's going into it, mm. the actors that are in it, they're the actual. Like good black actors, like mm. solid, like like it's the, uh, what's that guy, Michael B. Jordan? I think he's a great black actor, underrated. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Uh, and then the main character, he's. There's only he, one Michael Jordan, I know. <laughs> the main character, he's very good as well. Wait, is he Human Torch? Yeah, yeah, but that was the, forget that. There's Come other on. films. There's other films he's been in that's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah listen, Fantastic Four. Just <laughs> yeah, Creed. Yeah, that mm. guy. He's actually a very good actor, and he's in it. He's in it as well. There's a, there's some good actors on there, and that's like key to a good movie. Yeah, whether it's an average script or not, if there's good actors in it, they can they can make it work. Mm. And yeah, I hope that this is a start of something because for me, like the creative industry in, in the, the black community is uh, is is impressive. There's a, like most black people are funny, like they're, mm. they're relatable, they're creative, they come up with witty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like that industry, I don't know if it's like a racial prejudice. Uh, in terms of like writers and books, uh, but there are a lot of books that are out there written by like like solid mm. black authors but I just want to know how, how like, it would be in the future man. I feel like the same way that Black Panther mm. is, is pushed everyone needs to push everything else that, that's, what, that's the only way that this, but this why, can work but I think the only reason Black Panther was pushed because of the writers it was, it was a real superhero yeah but there are not a lot of others uh, like the, the superhero the, the people that wrote that were white I think is it if I recall correctly, yeah. I might have to Google that right now. <laughs> let me let me Google it. Yeah, but in terms of the point, will creativity go down? What with all this visual, if with all the what like the visual media? Yeah. Created Stanley Jack Kirby, see, and that's the thing. They created a black character. He's coming from this African country, and he's a pan- he's an animal, <laughs> and we're gassing it up. This is 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 interesting. Then you think, yeah, like the the white man who created who created that character. I don't I don't want to sound like one of these uncle times. Like, white man, the white, white man. man is holding us back. Yeah, I don't want to sound like one of those guys. But this is the thing: the white the white man. Yeah, he he can't he can't represent us on a realistic scale. You get me? Like only we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we need more of that, and that, that's an interesting thing. So. I feel like there's another thing that relates back to our last conversation last week about black people not reading and then uh, that will also reflect into the, the movie industry so for me it's, it's, it's clear as day I think originality is lacking in the, in the film industry I don't, I don't watch a lot of films these days like, most of the time I go to a film I'm disappointed like bro, Transformers is the worst film I've ever seen in my life how many times I see it but you know I've never seen anything so bad and I used to love Transformers as a kid 
No, I like the first two movies as well. But yeah, like I said, that's my opinion anyway. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess people thought it's over. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was a good, interesting conversation. But yeah, so this week we were meant to read The Prince by Nicola Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Um, but we ended up reading Sun Tzu, The Art of War instead, which is a much more acclaimed book, which a lot of people have recommended a lot of people everyone's saying like if you're doing non-fiction like Sun Tzu Sun Tzu Art of War me personally in terms of fiction books and non-fiction books sorry I, I, I just don't read them I, I, I find myself getting bored very very quickly most fiction, non-fiction books because I feel like a lot of authors are talking about their life experiences and their views on life and um, lessons that they've learned and I feel like because uh, me personally like in my, in my teenage years I went through a phase where I was just I was reading about all this theory about the self-development all these things I feel like I've, oh yeah I remember when we were going through that yeah, yeah I, I fully remember that I remember you had like books and he was like oh this is, I think there was even that sleeping one you had at one point no nah I fully remember you telling me about this sleeping nah it was some book that you had about self-development yeah it was loads it was, I was I went through this phase where I was just all about self-development yeah I just wanted to improve myself in every way so in other words become the strongest version of myself <laughs> which is one of my favourite guys on YouTube there was a guy called Elliot Hulse in it <laughs> he's like really good for my self-development I feel like I went from like zero confidence to a good amount of confidence not like me now me a couple of years back like I was a lot shy wasn't I like, so uh, I went through this phase and at this point now in my life I feel like I've learned enough lessons where most of this stuff is common sense to me like when I read these non-fiction books and all these authors are giving their opinions and from my like my my religious beliefs and things I feel like I've already got a good understanding of how I should live my life mm. and things uh, that I should focus on in my development you know and uh, I feel like a lot of these authors just write it for the sake of like getting their thoughts out in my opinion and selling selling a book based on their success mm-hmm. and not really helping the people that's what I get the feeling of if yeah. you know what I mean but um, yeah when I read this book uh, I was expecting like a typical strategic book which it, exactly it was um, but this was a bit different in that it was literally going point by point about how to deal with uh, war basically yeah. every single it was like point literally point by point point one point two point three point four <laughs> like it was so well detailed you know? yeah it was like in when you're in a when you're in a when you're in a marsh make, and make sure that you don't go near the trees and stuff yeah. and yeah literally it was talking about specific situations and i was like yo how many battles has this guy been in like, yeah that's, that's this is the thing i, I don't want to talk too much about the book i want to talk about the concepts behind mm. the book yeah so shimaki uh, thought that there wasn't a lot to talk, talk about do you still think that no in terms of like the book itself like uh, like where you said that I feel like the book itself mm. if if you like read obviously it's a book about war and stuff like that but there are many points that you can get from that yeah and that is, is something you could talk about rather than like you know the other books yeah like we talk about the book yeah whereas with this one it's like, concept thing I mean I don't know if you're looking to be a military leader <laughs> You never know, man. Depends on how life changes. The way Kim Jong Un and Trump are going, I mean, I might have to do something. <laughs> but um, in terms of the actual book, it's like he literally covers every single point of of, of war, as in like how to command, how to um, distribute your your supplies, how to um, uh, make the right decisions in terms of whether you want to um, like 
capture a, a city or whatever. And yeah, literally word like point by point, he's talking about all these things. And for me, I was just thinking, what like what did you learn from it? Hmm? What did you learn from it? To like, with? like um, that there was a did it did it like toward the, at the beginning? Did it trigger your bloodthirst? Huh? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> you feel like getting an axe out and running the streets out. No, no, that. What it did do was that, um, like, I put myself into like using his tactics and trying to like convert it towards like my daily life in terms of challenges. Have to negotiate or, your cereal. Yeah, I have to <laughs> <laughs> Milk or cereal first, a lifelong debate. I'm doing that. That's not that's a non question right no, there. No, like, so for example, um, raisins and rice. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> what are you on about? Um, These are the kind of decisions I struggle. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I'm backing all that stuff. Painful and pizza. Get out of here, man. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a bit at the beginning of the book where he basically summarizes that there are five essentials needed for victory. Mm-hmm. And in terms of victory, it doesn't necessarily always have to be like war. It could be victory in terms of like whether you're trying to get an interview or and you get that interview and that could be a victory or any type of success which you well, you make sure that your opponent's uh, downhill and you're uphill <laughs> oh my god uh, oh my god no, we'll but continue that, well, that could be one you could basically say to put yourself in the best position yeah of course obviously well, obviously but this is the thing I'm saying time. like when I read this I'm like yo every single point here is common sense I don't understand like when you're in these situations don't you think yeah I'm gonna make sure that guy's downhill on my outfield. Yeah, but 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 what you're not getting is when he's saying that point yeah. is is making sure that you are that guy that gets the uphill. So you're if you're the one that's at the battlefield first, yeah, you're the one who dictates. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's common what, sense. Huh? It's not what a lot of general. Well, you gotta get you gotta turn up late for the battle. <laughs> no, nah, you don't turn up late necessarily for the battle, but there is a t- sorry guys, oh my God. <laughs> the trains. <laughs> the southern rail trains they're, they're striking again <laughs> yeah but there are like um you took you you threw me off point that what, what it is is that like what he's saying here is although that you may say yeah it's common sense yeah all right but he's, he's making here a book that encompasses everything that yeah. you would need in war you know I was thinking middle, middle of the reading re, middle of reading the book I was like I, I wonder if both if you guys were fighting both of them had read the book like, what would happen both of them read the book yeah no but, that, but that, you, that's the thing though. the thing is it's uh, about how you use your situation and your creativity to win the yeah, thing no, yeah because he basically says that the best fighter Mm. isn't the one that uses the same tactic again and again it's yeah. the one that's able to adjust yeah. every single time that kind of stuck with me yeah that, that's you know why because yeah. me personally I have a big interest in, in football I love football right. I've always loved football and I love the tactics of the game and I was thinking about how you like when, you, when you're playing football if you play the same tactics over and over again the other team so, clock you no you're not just that like the same thing won't work yeah, against, against different people you know what I mean so exactly. it's always like if there's someone that's able to control himself mm. and and use your own like tactics against you yeah and when always on the circumstances then that's a basically a dangerous man but um you feel like you you gained more understanding since you read that book of how to negotiate situations what do you mean negotiate situations how to negotiate life 
coming out as a victor every time. Yeah, so basically... You feel like you developed as a person. So basically, he says... Uh, this book, that, essentially, is a book of self-development. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> I'm trying to get onto that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, basically, um, to answer that, he, there's a bit at the beginning where he basically says, uh, thus we may know that there are five essentials for victory. First, he says, he will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of times, especially myself, I've made a lot of rash decisions. Like that, performing. Huh? Like performing <laughs> when you're not ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> that can set you up for, for defeat, of course. Yeah. And then the second point is he will win who knows how to handle both superior and inferior forces. So no matter like who it is that you're up against or whatever task it is. Well, you have an advantage or disadvantage. Yeah, you, you're someone that's able to handle both sides. Um, and the third one, he will win whose army is animated by the same spirit throughout all its ranks. I like that. So, this even is, though it's talking about the soldiers and stuff like that, but you can put that to yourself. Like, you will only become victorious if you're, like, motivated and, and passionate about what, what, what it is that you want to do in, in, in all aspects. Because if there is a weakness to, to one part of it, or if you're not motivated halfway through, then you're not someone that's going to be able to complete it. Yeah. Uh, whichever task it is they're doing. Four, he will win who prepared himself and waits to take the enemy unprepared. Now, and when it comes to enemy, again, it doesn't have to be somewhat physical. Yeah. It could be performing something. at a crowd for the first time. Yeah, so he will win who prepares himself. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Or it could be like if there is competition, if you're a business owner. And I wish you read this, this book a week before we started performing. Uh, oh god! <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I would have came in dressed as a knight. <laughs> oh god! I did go. <laughs> yeah, if you're like a business owner or whatever, um, to always hit up your competition by bringing out something you know innovative, like out of the blue, like bang, surprise. Yeah, to take the game. Um, and then five is he will win who has military capacity and is not interfered by the sovereign. So basically, someone that isn't always controlled, or his 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 moves aren't always dictated by mm-hmm. anyone, he has that freedom to do what he thinks is right in that situation. Because mm-hmm. there's a point later on which he makes that a good general is the one who doesn't fight um, a losing battle even if like his leaders tell him to or like um uh, yeah what are you gonna say so continue your point and all, all good all good yeah um so a good leader is the one that doesn't fight um when there's defeat ahead of him even if his leaders tell him and also the one who does fight when it's pure victory even though his leaders tell him not to so someone that does was good for himself without being dictated all the time yeah that yeah. was my point so for me is there anything you disliked about it? the book no not really right. I had to think of it so yeah it was a good book then so you'd recommend it yeah before I we would. go there alright so my <laughs> point is yeah in the book he says a lot of the time don't take risks mm. yeah but then he also says take risks yeah isn't that contradiction no, but when he's saying, um, basically, obviously you got to look at the context in which he's talking in. Because some, some of the times when he says don't take risks is when there's a general that is rash 
to 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 like snatch at a battle when there is no need to to, to take it because what he's saying is that you always be victorious if you only fight when you know it's guaranteed victory so isn't that saying take no risks essentially yeah and then he's well, later on he's saying take risks why like he's saying take risks sometimes like come up with surprises and stuff yeah but that's not really what coming up with surprises yeah it's a risk uh, you don't know how enemies gonna react yeah, no, yeah well, but uh, what yeah but it's not really because it's like what you're trying to say is you plan it out yeah. and you take them by surprise so that you don't you yeah, know like you bring cavalry that way then you hit them from the back yeah but what if they have intel on, on you hmm? what if they have intel on you no then well, huh? then that's it you, you, you messed up but <laughs> yeah, essentially then, that's not then you took a risk yeah. that, the amount of being calculated but that's what I'm saying. I feel like that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think I think that's I feel like, like that's I, not him saying don't take risks. That's I feel him like basically saying be like two steps ahead. I feel like w- what he's essentially saying throughout the whole book is make the right decision at every point of the battle. Yeah. And isn't that common sense? Yeah, but what what it is is like a lot. Well, we can't necessarily talk about... And this is the thing, been in, in, the, the field. in the field and in the time that he's writing it, it's very different. And yeah. I want to I I go back to this a bit later on about how it actually reflects in the real-life battlefield. But oh, continue. The, these days, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just get a plane over drone. Yeah, yeah, that's Obama. it. It's, it's all... It's all... It's not... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not fair right now. You know what I mean? Before you even walk into the battlefield, snap <laughs> your heads up. <laughs> Like you don't meet an army face to face. It's just literally like guerrilla warfare. It's like da 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 da, and then and then that's it. It's done for like a couple of days before plane comes. So would you say in the modern era of the battlefield, this book is useless? Huh? I feel like because I wonder how nah, I feel people like in the, the battlefield way. work in terms of so is it one. The most important thing for me that I derived from this is man management. Like, yeah. If you're in like like most of us want to be like working for ourselves right mm. and have some employees that are working for us and they're all enjoying ourselves yeah. we're having a bubble we're having a good time yeah. go out for lunch and all that yeah, together <laughs> and there's that one learner who brings his back lunch <laughs> but yeah so like man management I feel like is something that you can't uh, it's all about experience you can't really get taught that Yeah. so I feel like that was the main point like factor for me in this book and like how it reflects in all these different aspects of society even like families like when you're raising a family yeah. you, essentially you're a manager <laughs> you're a manager and you have to man manage and you have to make sure everyone's happy and yeah for me that was like the most poignant like aspect of the book and yeah I enjoyed that part of it um, but the rest of it just went like common sense to me <laughs> nah. but I can see from at the time that he, uh, he wrote it it was probably a, a piece of genius like that because yeah, it, it was essentially it's like he could give this book to his people, yeah, and then a general could, could because sometimes all right, taking up a hill, yeah, it's common. Oh, you could say it's common sense. Yeah. Some people it might not be. Some people might be like, let me flank this, let me That's do this, let me do like, that. At the time of writing that, the common like the level of common sense of the, the that time and now is definitely like miles different. So mm. yeah, a lot of us even have if, more common even sense. Even if now. it is, even if it is common sense, mm. like I, I doubt he made the book to miss anything out. I think, like, yeah, he was very detailed. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be like, ah, oh, I guess they'll know this. Yeah, you know I mean, oh, I guess they'll get this point. So mm. let me not include it. It's like including everything that he's learned mm. and how he's done it, mm. and like the way that he even details that if you see the enemy 
um, like standing and leaning on their spears. Yeah. It means that's that interesting. They're tired. That they're tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if they're speaking amongst each other, it shows that there's. That's stuff I stuff liked. Like that, when you're talking about specific details, I, yeah. I feel like that's something that uh, maybe you should have focused on more. <laughs> I'm critiquing Sun Tzu right now. Like. No, but. <laughs> don't let yeah, him know. I didn't even think, damn, that guy's got a point. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, like, I'm, 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 I'm playing the devil's advocate a bit. I understand that there's a lot of good points out of it. I'm, I'm joking about it. I'm not being totally serious here. <laughs> right, yeah, guys, relax. About <laughs> but yeah, I, I felt like. Th- that that's just me being biased with my with my non-fiction hatred <laughs> so uh, i mean if you like if you like put it into perspective and you change about the words into your own meanings yeah like what battle is what what the enemy is who what you know what i mean then and you, yeah, you can take something change out. it to yeah like your life goals like like you said uh, managing um your man yeah uh, you can talk about man management how to raise a family etc um, when to attack, like when to take opportunities, when not to. Yeah. Um, like you know, what I mean. So there's a lot of things which you can take from this to yourself and like learn from. Mm. Um, which is obviously the reason why I, I enjoyed the book a lot more because every time he mentioned a point, I'd be like, because mm. mm. they had that um, quote as well. You know the the Bruce Lee one, the water. He's like this. We must like be like water I remember you don't know that's like one of his famous uh, Bruce Lee, Lee. Yeah, oh he said yeah, in yeah, the yeah. book no, no, no. I was in like yo book. what do you mean man it's got in time the book, therefore <laughs> she it, predicted it Bruce Lee Bruce like, Lee is that much of a good <laughs> he basically says that therefore just as water remains no constant shape so so in warfare there are no constant conditions yeah you know what I mean so it's like I'm with it yeah he's like water shapes its course according to the nature of the ground I like, the flows. I like that, that was it a snake that you mentioned like the snake might strike oh, you yeah, from the head yeah, yeah, if you attack yeah, from yeah. the tail and if you attack from the head it might strike you from the tail and if you attack mm. from the middle it will strike you from the Both. tail and the, yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, but yeah like back to the concept of the book yeah I, I like the book I'm not gonna lie yeah I'm, I'm, I was joking about it but I was being mm. over aggressive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to play the devil's advocate uh, back to the point of the book yeah, the concept of it don't you think it's mad that someone a human being had to come up with a manual for war <laughs> essentially yeah like no but there's, there's always been that um, not maybe maybe not as popular as as his one yeah. but obviously in the past there has been um, there's been like military schools like yeah. since like dawn of empires yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. always been military schools of course um, it's just this one here is so detailed like to the point that it's like yeah I, re- I think maybe even the common sense part is the charm of it that people are like hey you know what yeah it's straightforward not, yeah, this, not like, filled with metaphors that, yeah exactly like you know what I mean well not filled with but overly they're like take the higher ground language. Yeah, of course I'll take the higher ground yeah. why not you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like don't don't um, don't fight when the enemy's just like trotted on like the river trying yeah. to cross through yeah. and get him when they're halfway through you know what I mean it's stuff like this which are specific that you can be like oh yeah that's a good point you know I like I mean? that kind of stuff um, but yeah, I was just I was just thinking like, as I was reading, I was just like, it's actually mad like human nature and the fact that our history is so steeped in violence is is crazy. Mm. As, like, as as nuts, like we could be doing so much to each other, yeah. <laughs> and we have been. But I feel like at this point, like even though there's like what eight billion of us, yeah, um, I would say things aren't as bad. Well, actually, when he wrote it. Um, 
it was in at the period where like there was a lot of like wars in china yeah. and there were so many like different little factions. city states and factions and yeah. stuff like that in different provinces um and each one trying to take power yeah so that so you can obviously tell like that was a time where it was always war like every corner you turn into it's just the army walking through you know what i mean mm. but now uh, it's like verbal Huh? Verbal war most of the time. Most of it most is time, bluffing and verbal war, but the book still relates to it, which is interesting. Mm. Like even from a, like a racial point of view, where a lot of uh, I keep coming back to this point, but is is the fact that a lot of people are are racially stereotyped, yeah, mm. and they they are not treated the same way as other people, one way or another, yeah. So those people, the way they negotiate these situations is interesting. So if you're racially profiled and you have to and like you're you're treated differently from someone else. Mm how you how you react to it and how you respond to come out of it like still yeah. <laughs> still doing okay or even better see like so the book still relates to that in that regard as well so I, I found it interesting in that regard but yeah um, I also thought about like how these plays these tactics play into games and like kids games and how young do kids start developing this mind for trying to take advantage over someone else it's weird like when at one point <laughs> like wow. for me personally when I was a kid, I I loved like t- tactical games like Yu-Gi-Oh, mm. like even Pokemon. Essentially, it was, it was a tactical game. Yeah, mm. yeah. You had your cards, you had your deck, you had your deck of cards, and even like chess, checkers. You were encouraged to play these back mm. in the day. Yeah, it's all bluffs. Yeah, but isn't it interesting that like, we encouraged to play these as kids? Yeah, it makes you think a bit, but it's like your the games that you're playing as a kid is to take advantage of other kid. <laughs> what does that for like? What does that foster as a culture? You you know what I'm saying? How do you like? How do you grow up from the normal thing? Like, I don't want to be a totally like. I don't want to be a person that takes advantage of people all the time. I feel it's like about beliefs as well, like cultures and beliefs. Yeah. So I feel like you even see that with with kids anyway. Like um, when I was in primary school, yeah. the leader was always the guy with the ball. You know what I mean? And he would be like, "Yeah, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're not playing." Like to one random guy, you know what I mean? And that then, guy's the guy that grew up in the future. Like he's the guy eating lunch by himself. That's the guy, you know what I mean? Things like kids always do that. Like kids, the the bigger kid will take the 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 weaker kids. Um, like Bully the kids. Yeah. yeah, but some kids as well they develop from that. Some kids can either start going on a downward spiral, or they can learn to manipulate. Yeah, and it's just the culture. It's just the way that it is with human beings like do you think it's healthy it's not healthy at all <laughs> but the thing is it's like will it be stopped it can't be stopped because yeah, at this point like you you put a kid in this world you're gonna have to help him adapt to it like otherwise yeah. you're gonna struggle like because because the thing is it's like right now how many like major businesses are doing that to like smaller countries you know what i mean mm. like uh, a billion dollar that. business is taking advantage of like small and you know what i mean like countries that are coming up yeah. by taking their plantation using it to grow their stuff and yeah. sell it and then give them like change and stuff like that mm. so manipulation is always something which is constantly constantly happening mm. and uh, you know what I mean it's not something which you don't see it you don't see it stopping I don't see it stopping ever mm. you know what I mean it's like we're not inherently evil we're not inherently as human good. beings you know what I mean um, like that's why a child doesn't like to lie or is a bit shy when he tells a lie because he inherently knows that ah oh, here's a bit of deception here yeah 
and then off. Until he gets away with it. Until he gets away with it. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. And he's like, let me do it. It's like in the, in the seed of his mind, there's a seed in his mind already saying, I can take the punishment of this person now. It's crazy, isn't it, man? man? It's like when you think about it, it's actually crazy. And and there's a lot of like, uh, like subconsciously, it's happening the whole time. Like back in the day, um, that's why guys like Malcolm X and like Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, they're so like influential Mm. because there were people that the black people in America, a lot of them had that social like inferiority complex, but they felt inferior to the white man. Yeah, and then they had these black guys coming up that were speaking back to them, telling them no, like that's you're not gonna treat us like this, and then that rallied them, rallied them up, you know. We gave people confidence. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what I mean. A lot of kids, unfortunately, do have that in them, Mm. but yeah, like I said before, I I just don't see it. I don't see how it stop. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way. Like, there's no. There's no way we're gonna have some, some nation where it's just peaceful time. Like, well, like no one's lying to each other. Because yeah, you can't start from a clean state. It's not possible anymore. But um, at the end of the day, as long as you're doing your part and, mm. and like, do it, like uh, developing yourself properly and treating people well, and making sure that your your family or whoever, you, whoever you're responsible of does the same, I think I think the the, the world will become a better place slowly. Well, even if it's a tad bit, like even if it's a small bit, then I think that's important. And yeah, um, that's a good point of wrapping up this, this show. So yeah, back to the documentary. <laughs> you see how I'm looking at it back in? See that? Come on, man, I'm mastering this whole thing game now. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, if you have any information in terms of like you have any contacts with schools, teachers, uh, students that want might want to do an interview. Just let us know, um, holler back at us, and then we'll, we'll make it happen. And hopefully we'll make a, a great documentary that can be broadcasted to people that can make a change, hopefully. And yeah, um, as usual, we'd like to ask that you make sure that you share this. But normally we don't ask you to review, but please could you review our, our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, leave reins and... Uh, make sure you share it with anyone that you, you might think is interested because yeah and follow on soundcloud as well yeah, follow us everywhere there's a, there's a lot of like lessons very little followers <laughs> yeah so you know that's I mean? the so thing if you like what we're doing just try and support us in that way because that helps us to reach more people and it gives us more opportunity to to shine basically essentially so it gives us more opportunity to do different things that we wouldn't normally do you know and yeah uh, I don't want to come across as, as desperate because <laughs> at the end of the day we're enjoying what we're doing and I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, first eight weeks um, I think the, the way that we've been doing it like every, a book every single week has, has been interesting and I, I think even like mentally we've developed a little bit um, I think we've articulated ourselves a little bit more like from episode one to episode, to episode eight I think like we're f- like much more <laughs> clean in terms of like delivering so yeah helps out and we'll help you out hopefully and then um, we'll see you back next week good night